Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Detroit Dart Talk. We have a full crew in the studio today. With me today, we have Connor McGaffey, Tom, Tim Hool, and myself, Eric Shellman. Let's uh, get right into it. Um, we've all been working on some projects. Uh, Tom, what you got? Uh, I finally got my Foxfire in. Used yeah. it at an event finally. Uh, shot Eric in the head, and now he's bleeding. So that's fun. <laughs> well, that, that was one. It was a while ago, and I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I got in some Talon mags. They're pretty nice. Just small projects here and there. I'm working on a competitive retaliator build finally, so I can get above that 200 mark. Is that for Detroit Dart League? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. I didn't I'm ask gonna you be that. Use, I'm going to be using yeah. an Orange Mod Works hybrid kit. Okay. And that's going to, you think that'll get you there? It supposedly hits like 210. Nice. So, that's and wonderful. hopefully, I'll be putting the Blaster Shop Scar Barrel on it. You already have it, so. I already have it, but I. Don't know if it'll fit on there. Tom's the recipient of the first production scar barrel, keeping it kind of, um, keeping it on the low down. I've got some production samples ready. Send us free stuff. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta. Come I on, Tom. Stuff. I want free stuff. It's All not right. a bad thing. Someone send Tom a sticker so we can. Yes, honestly. With our lives. Send I'm gonna me send stickers. You, I'm gonna send you a gold sticker, like a gold star, like they used to do back when I was in kindergarten. Dude, I never so, got a gold star. I was a, I was a terrible student. I, I never heard got they a stopped gold doing star. that. Actually, they did. Yeah. But no, I like I love stickers. I've got a water bottle that I carry around that has Nerf stickers all over it. So honestly, send me stickers. Mm. Well, I you got some new stickers from someone who made some stickers yeah. recently. Mm. Thank you, Tim, for that. Those yeah. will be going on my water bottle very soon. So what was the impetus behind that, Tim? Uh, I mean, I, I made some stickers for the SDNC uh, back when we first got our logo designed by Josh. And uh, I had been meaning to do stickers for Club Z13 ever since we finalized that logo, and I just hadn't gotten around to it. And finally, I had a, a few minutes to throw some sticker sheets through the printer, and so I printed those out. And then I also wanted to update the uh, the stickers that are on the back of my FDL case, so I printed some out for the Detroit Dart Talk logo. I printed out a Atomic Dart League logo because we're working very close in hand with them for uh, Detroit Dart League. I uh, threw a BTA sticker on there, so uh, updated my my sticker uh, loadout on my FDL case. Yeah, and they look pretty good. Yeah. You made a couple extras for us, which we appreciate. Yeah. Tanks. Glad. Tanks, mini tanks. Mm -hmm. I always like free stickers. Maybe I'll throw a, a picture of my new FDL case up on the Instagram. So yeah, you guys maybe we we'll throw some of these pictures of stickers on Instagram. Just put them all together. Yeah. Merch, merch, merch. We do need to do T-shirts. Twenty dollars yeah. a sticker. Um, you guys, if if you do want T-shirts, let us know. It's one yeah. of those things that we've had inquiries and people have asked about it. Yeah. Dang it, Connor. <laughs> Yeah, Connor's there's, there's a certain it's other the podcast. stories, guys. The stories. There's, yeah, there's a certain other podcast on the block that's been asking about uh, our merchandise. It's yeah. Foamcast Radio. Hashtag for, for those who didn't radio. know. Hashtag send us free stuff. Oh my gosh. Anyways, All right. Let's that's, let's that's, just. That'll be it for now. How do we mute Tom? Can you can you? That'll be, that'll I, can be last, I can actually mute him. Tom. That'll be the uh, last hashtag free Tim, stuff for now. <laughs> Tim Tim Tom Tim. What have you been doing, Tim? Um, other than printing out stickers and stickers and stickers. Uh, I finally was able to get my hands on a Speedload 6, which is a blaster that I oh, yeah. have loved the look of for uh, since I got into the hobby. And uh, a friend of mine clued me into uh, the fact that there was one at the uh, the local uh, thrifting hole. So I ran up there and got my hands on it. So I've been researching what I could do to improve it, to make it more usable in our game types. And honestly, there's not a whole lot. 
but yeah. it looks really good. It looks awesome, and it's awesome to be able to top it up on the go as you're as you're playing. I mean, I I can probably do the spring spacer, plug the vent hole, remove the AR, all the typical stuff that you saw back in you know 2006 or whatever. Uh, somebody did say that you can replace the uh, the internals with a retaliator internal, so I might see how hard that'll be. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. That's a great idea. I know I've tried yeah. doing that with a uh, deploy. It's much more difficult than it might seem. It might just be me because I don't like doing stuff you like that. You just need but... a lot of hot glue. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it'll be like a puzzle to figure out, but... Uh, we got a nice big mod party coming up uh, at the end of the year, so I'll probably set aside a little bit of time to open it up and at least compare internals and see how the retaliator internals sit inside and, and what might be involved to get it to happen. Yeah, we're all pretty busy at the end of the year right now, so yeah. it's a tough one. Um, you good? I'm, that's honestly it. End of the year has got me pretty busy right now. So I did a little uh, retail therapy back around Black Friday for uh, my... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to, I've always wanted to do a long shot. And something I've been putting off for a while, and frankly, half of it is research about how the long shot goes together and how you people mod it and what all that entails and actually feeling the process it takes to like change a spring out and things like that. Something I didn't realize is just how much work it is to put a new spring. So if you want to change the spring in your long shot, it's not a fast thing. You got to unscrew the whole stupid thing and unscrew the spring catch or in the holder it's just a lot more work than I thought about, which is sort of helping me influence some decisions I've been thinking about. But I did put a full worker rose gold kit into a yellow and strike long shot, and it looks sick. <laughs> and I've never owned a long shot or long strike. Long, long shot. Long, long shot. shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I could mix them up too, but yeah. I never owned one. No, I'll, I'll give them this. They're a lot smaller than you would think. Like when, when I would always see them in videos, I would think that they were a lot bigger mm-hmm. than they look, but. Having one in my hands, it's a decent-sized blaster, but it's not, like, too big. Yeah, I think it's a good size, especially yeah. if you don't have the front piece on. Yeah. Um, but it's got the full rose gold kit and a Monkey Mods barrel and a 9-kilogram spring, and it's shooting an average of 180 on my chrono. Now, is that for uh, competitive? It's not. No, I just have... For, just for fun? I just love spring-powered blasters. I really yeah. do. So this one is is just something I was trying. I was hoping it could be for HVZ so I could play Springer in HVZ, but it's shooting way too hard for that. Just uh, a little bit. Way too hard for that. So um, it's going to be for anything around 180 or perhaps just fun around the place. I don't know. I might change it up, but I just wanted to have a long shot platform. Like I said, half of it is I wanted a long shot and half of it is I wanted to understand it. Um, so we'll see. It's one of those things. I feel kind of bad that I spent all that money getting the parts, but I would never have done it or va- you know actually justified it to myself if it hadn't been for the big sales that they had going on during Black Friday, which made it about the same cost as doing a full flywheel build. So, you know, in the end, it costs the same as it doing a strife for me. In the end, doing a strife well with a lipo and everything. So, Connor, I uh, saw you playing around with something kind of cool and yeah. Small so I just earlier. got in the mail today the new DJI Pocket Osmo, which is a very small gimbal-like action kind of camera. It's like a weird hybrid of a few different things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to have the actual Osmo, which is like a lot bigger. And uh, some of my earlier videos, I used that. And this is like the small version of it. It's like really small. Uh, but what I'm really looking forward to using that is for longer gameplay footage of the events we'll be doing. So like Z13, I plan on just like, 
walking around, maybe following a specific player or something throughout a whole match or doing something. But it's like basically very smooth gimbal-like footage, and it does like 4K at 60 frames a second, which is nice. Um, I tested out the slow-mo. It's not very usable. It's a very small sensor, so in low light, it's like kind of grainy. Uh, but it looks like the 4K60 is good. But I won't be slowing any of that footage down. I have my other camera for slow-mo if I need that. Um, and it also does like motion time lapses, which I'm pretty psyched about. And I don't know what I'll use it for, but I'm sure, you know, Tim no- noticed that, is that it has, um, DJI has a lot of cool features, which is also one of them is motion tracking, where you can select an object. And because it's on a gimbal, it can just, the camera can follow you around. If you're going even 360 around the thing, it'll like follow you around. So get pretty creative with it. Now, so. would it would it be an option for you to say, if you were playing in a game, to just attach it to yourself? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, but it comes with a lot of attachments. Ooh. So the old Osmo I used to have, it was like you'd have the thing and then there's like a million attachments you can buy and what you kind of want to have to make it like a functioning, fully functioning thing. But it's extra money. But yeah. mm-hmm. So this thing, I'm going to use it just for its bare minimum stuff, which is the Osmo. And if I can, I, if I want, I can hook my phone up to it and stuff like that. But I won't be adding like a mic or anything like that. Although I might get the attachment um, that can mount it to your um, shoulder your shoulder or whatever really? you want like a really. parrot yeah well i think it looks cool is because uh it reminds me of like the predator oh yeah, yeah. nice so i, I kind of want <laughs> i want it just for that really but i know that like jesse has one of those for his gopro that attaches to his shoulder a gimbal separate yeah. gimbal mm-hmm. and also there's a full review of this on walcom s7's channel i believe so yeah um yeah he does a pretty good job of uh uh, showcasing the object tracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it, which I didn't even think of was he had it tracking his blaster. So like wherever he pointed it, the camera would just follow that, which I didn't even think of, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, one of the things that we can do, or that you can do, or we can do, is it would be cool to get sort of some footage. You're always filming, so that's awesome. You can get footage of different players, like you said. Yeah. We could always film you playing too, so you could actually see what you look like because it's so idiot proof in many ways. Yeah, that's could, true. You can hand it, you can hand it off to anyone, and the footage will look good. Yeah, as long as you set smooth. up the target tracking right. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. Um, what I like about it is because a lot of um, action footage is GoPro stuff or wide angle stuff, which is cool, and it's always mounted on like a first person view. But what I want to do is get footage of third person. Yeah, and I think that would be cool. That would um, be really cool. Like I like first-person shooters for video games, but as far as like video, like I think it'd be cool to just follow someone around and. Have you ever taken like a doing. like a selfie stick with a GoPro and like set it over your shoulder? I have not, but um, it would get a lot um, yeah. in the picture right now. I did that. Um, I did that once before, and it it looked awesome. Yeah. Um, it super, and I can imagine with some actual stabilization and tracking would be excellent. Yeah, I'm excited so. to try it out because it's not like a um, ultra wide angle. It's mm-hmm. like it's equivalent to like I think like a basically this lens like the 22 millimeter so it's like your actual like visual focal length kind of um what i like about that is with the wide angle sometimes people who are not that far away from you look really tiny yes so this is like kind of like what you see kind of so i think realistic right yeah so i'm i don't know i'm excited to try it out uh so Unfortunately, cool. unfortunately, we don't have an event this weekend. It'll be the yeah. following weekend. So yeah. you should have seen Connor before we started recording. He was he was running. <laughs> he was doing like a cat run around the the dart club, trying to see how Connor the stabilization is. Connor works. is very adorable. All you nerfing ladies <laughs> out here, he's out there like running around. Like I am very cute. 
He's beat. <laughs> I'm so modest. Check out the YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, we're all about body positivity here. You can DM me on Instagram. Not not Detroit Dart Talk, not, please. Or Detroit right, Dart Talk. Maybe the they want to see Detroit Dart Talk. Maybe they want to see. Try not to laugh. Find Connor a girlfriend. Detroit Dart Talk, Bachelor Edition. <laughs> I am the only single one on Detroit Dart Talk. Yeah, he is. That's yeah, true. This hey, is true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, I got a camera. I'm excited to use it. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Review coming soon. Yeah, I ate all the gummy bears that I bought. Those were expensive. Those were eight bucks for that box. What? Yeah. Oh. Tom has like a one inch by one inch box that had champagne gummy bears in it. Which, let's be honest, they were just reboxed. Uh, they pulled. They took a box of Haribo. They pulled out all the well, pineapple fair, flavored fair, ones. There were other colors. I just ate them already. They just pulled out all the pineapple ones <laughs> and stuck them in there. <laughs> yeah. You paid for someone. Oh, n- oh. What? I almost had a heart attack. What? So it says Sugarfina on here. Did you thought it said sugar free? I definitely did. No, Sugarfina is the brand. And if anybody knows anything about gummy bears, you know that sugar free Haribo is a death sentence yeah. for your toilet. Yeah. <laughs> the Amazon reviews? I no, just like actual real life like No, go read the Amazon I reviews. Haven't. I won't. <laughs> they're they're great. So we have a lot to talk about <laughs> today, guys. So. Actually, I'm getting more stuff to talk about. Well, no, we're recording. I'm no. getting more comments. I almost feel uh, like saving this one for later. I don't know, but um, well, it's an event we went because to. we have a lot in here. Okay. Oh, that addresses it. Or? No. No. Do you guys want to talk about it? Let's talk. Let's about talk it. about it really quick. Yeah. Let's talk about that. We had an event this weekend hosted by our uh, one of our fellow mods, or you know, one of the mods of the Suburban Detroit Nerve Club, um, Sam, and he put on a great job with this. Um, he did a lot of planning. Um, Sam's also just a little background. Sam runs the uh, the park wars. Anytime we play an outdoors war in a park, Sam organizes that. And he's all about these experimental game types. We really do need to have him on in the future. Probably would have been a good time to have him on today. But uh, we were all definitely out of it uh, in preparation today. So that's on us. But um, we'll talk a little bit about the event and then we'll get the inside the mind of him in the future. Uh, about how he plans these things. We'll do some sort of uh, event planning conversation. So for the Dart Ops event, um, this was, Connor got to attend this event, which was really cool. And I want to know like an outside opinion as the place, like, how did you feel about this event? Because we started turning the lights off and we're all like sneaking oh, it was around. Fun. Like, I, oh, no, the lights so off we had so a lot of games fun. with the lights off and I was, I'm curious, have you guys not done lights off no. games? I mean, we've, we've done, we've done those games outside. Because I've missed some Z13 events and we other... haven't done any, we haven't done any lights off to that degree. I think yeah, we've, we've done a few. We've done we... some low light, yeah. but yeah. never to that degree. Yeah. Like so if you guys, safety. so to get an idea, I did post a little bit of footage of that on the Detroit. Ooh. You did? Um, mm-hmm. What's yeah, my last video? Detroit Dark, Detroit Dark Club. Club, the yeah, name of my business. That's, business. Business. Yeah. that's the business oh. you run. That uh, yes. YouTube channel, um, I do weekly videos, but also anytime we have one of these events, like I definitely, tr- if I'm around for it, I try to get as much footage as I can. But we did get some good footage, I thought, or mm-hmm. an idea. It was dark. It was cool. Yeah, and everyone yeah. had flashlights, and it'd be cool. It was fun when like it'd be like pitch black, and then all yeah. of a sudden... A some people had some crazy on. flashlights too, and like lit the, lit the whole place up. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jeremy for oh, providing free flashlights. flashlights. Yeah. Free flashlights. I used his free flashlight. It worked great. So Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate yeah. it. I didn't use it, but I like to not use flashlights. But wow. man, it was cool. I want to get night vision goggles now. Well, but then if someone shines <laughs> a flashlight at you, eh. arms race. I'll, I'll get, I'll I'll get the Nerf night vision scope. I Apparently, have... that's pretty good. 
I've heard um, very good things about I that. I saw it for like deep discount at one point. And I would, I thought it was a gimmick, like the thermal tracker. No, sites. no, it was nice. No, people, yeah. people love it. I know that uh, Captain Xavier has one painted up to match ire. I swear, I just saw someone talking about it on Discord, but who knows? Uh, anyways, well, yeah. but I loved it. I thought that was cool, and the gameplays were great. They were simple. If we'd done any like night night missions like that before? With all of Sam's Wars, those have been like during the day at a public park. Yeah. So we can't really turn out the lights during the day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of it. Well, least. even here, if it was during the day, you couldn't do it because there's so much natural light. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's one of the good things about we, doing it at night. Um, so Tom and I were on the, um, there was a manhunt game, a, six, a, three, a three V six, one hit fun. elimination. And we basically went into one side of the building and we were going to use the hallway as a natural choke point. One thing I didn't realize until later was that the moon was shining at our backs. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I did notice that there was a lot of natural moonlight filtering in through the windows. And so the side we were on, we had natural moonlight to na- to navigate, but also I have a feeling it might have been backlighting us in the hallway. How do you, Tim, did you notice that, Connor? Anything? I, I, I got shot like immediately. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't look down the hallway long enough to. I think your eyes needed like adjust too. Yeah. yeah. They probably were there for a little while. And Shout out to Brett for getting killed immediately. Brett got, yeah, he took a, he took a dart to the chest like really quickly. I'm not yeah. even sure how. He wasn't. He wasn't far enough behind the doors. Also, oh, also okay. uh, Matt, the blaster he had, or the um, the crossbow, the with cross the arrows. arrows. Yeah, those were cool. That was fun. He to definitely be, got me. With you the just hear those whistling by yeah. you. Yeah, they were stealthy. Sebastian was really excited. He got to use that. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So Sebastian one, was great. I don't know if any of you guys out there have ever played night games before, but or dark games. But this was something really special, and the the elements that you have to use to play the game are different than your normal nerf uh event and so this the whistling arrows were awesome in the dark because you'd hear the you'd hear it traveling by you or near you or hitting you but you didn't know where it came from because it was a string powered blaster right so stealthy uh stealthiness mattered in this case and it made a whole new level of fun something that helped me a lot was i had a uh, red dot site just a cheap amazon red dot site on my blaster and being that it was so dark, I could barely tell where my blaster was pointed. I had the feel of the blaster. But um, when I was doing defense, I was able to put my dot sight on the lowest power setting so it was dim as possible and aim at the positions where I knew people were coming out of or I could see shadows coming from. And I would just take shots at those openings even though I couldn't see anything. And it did result in tags more often than not. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure if I had that on the uh, sledge fire I was using, I would have definitely gotten a few more tags. Yeah, it definitely helped because I could see the target point, but I couldn't see, you know, anything else on the blaster. <laughs> yeah, like I know there are a few times where, like, I think I hit maybe two inches to your right. Right. And you would notice that and then back away into a doorway. Yeah, I mean, it created some really interesting dynamics. There was a point where Tom and I were, I don't know, maybe six feet apart. I, I wouldn't even say six feet. And, we were like and right we on exchanged each other. probably five or six shots at each other before I think I got you. Yeah, actually, no. I think Eric was one that got me. Did he? I got yeah. a lot of people. Because right. it was one <laughs> and of that particular round. round I got a lot of people. Also, I found out my hammer shot can take short lengths, so that's nice. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. you can actually double them. Yeah, shot, shotgun them. I'm sure I could, but I because I was running around using my sledge fire with half lengths, mm-hmm. so I didn't have you know, like full length darts for my. Uh, hammer shot so i just started loading them in there for fun that's awesome yeah just like push them all the way in right? yeah Good i will deal. say it was a lot harder to tell how many shots i had left because i would look at the cylinder yeah and it's just pitch black 
I uh, I I backwards loaded my speed load six a several <laughs> nice. times. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was really hard. I had pieces of my blaster actually falling off. <laughs> I thought I was being so cool because I had the front of my oh, M- yeah. my prophecy um, MCX kit. I had the front end of it off because I had sw- I had to swap to a shorter barrel and I used the worker integrated scar because I know it it all that together that drops the FPS considerably versus my normal setup and. I thought I was so cool leaving the front of the barrel off because it looked like I had some sort of like special Nerf blaster, like unique one you'd never seen before or whatever. That's how I felt about it. And it was easier for me to cha- to change out all the parts later. But the stupid uh, slide guide kept falling out all the time. And I was I would be fishing on the ground for this part of my blaster and it'd be like, cover me. I actually told Sebastian, I was like, I got to fix my blaster, cover me. And he was like, Re- <laughs> he was just revving his blaster like nice <laughs> he's really great. enjoyed coming to wars now did he have that, a good time yeah, at this last yeah, one he really did i know there were a few t- i think at towards the end of i think deathmatch or we did deathmatch didn't we one of the first games 315 yeah, yeah. 315 before, it was before lights sebastian off. against me and matt and me and matt just like put down our primaries took out our secondaries you know, like we're trying to make sure that he had fun. Yeah, he like jammed his strife at one point, and I put down my hammer oh. shot. I'm just like, let let me unjam it, let me fix this before yeah. you like give him a chance. Yeah, right. oh, that'd be great if he faked. The jam. <laughs> I wouldn't He's put like, that I was past like, oh, him. Oh, help either. me, help I, me! I, I, Fool. I let him get me out just to like boost his confidence a little bit. No, that was cool. I, I I hope that the next one is not on a Sunday night, so we can stick around longer. It's gonna be uh gonna January fifth. Um, I won't be there because my sister's getting married. There um. And I, I have to I be at the three weekends in a row. Yeah, yeah, you got to be there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how, who's going to be going to that. That, that he's, he mentioned. It sounded like that was the date he was looking at, but I think we have. I think also he might competitives on the twelfth. It'd be three no, weekends 19th. in a row. Well, we or, have three events. Nineteenth, yes. Well, we have three events now that's going on. Yeah. In the month, so remember when we said we didn't want to have back to back events? Yeah. I can't. Guess what that. we have? I can't do that every month, but yeah, I'm no, just. I? I don't have a choice this month, anyways. So. Yeah. I mean, once it gets warm month. again, like Sam's events will move back out to the park. Well, and not only we have we Probably. it's four weeks in a row because we got Z13, then there's the next Dart Ops, then there's the next Z13, and then there's oh no, isn't it competitive? Serious? Yeah, Z13? no, it's Z13 then competitive. Man, I do love me some Nerf, but I also love me my weekends. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely can't do the fifth. I probably, oh, I probably can't. I can't. It's gonna be back to back. There's. I wonder, yeah. is there a way? Mm, there's a real yeah. life thing that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I'll tell you guys after. There's all right. Really uh, cool all right, let's move on. Yeah, let's get into the light. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, there's, a again, a lot to talk about today. What we decided to do for our topic uh, was to post a question on Reddit about, uh, we're all looking forward to End War, right, and 2019 in general. And we asked for some questions about what you would like to see in End War. Um, because, you know, again, we've been thinking about it. We've been talking about it. It feels like anytime you talk to someone who's involved in the SENC in any capacity, like, hey, what have you heard? What are the rumors? You know, what's going on down there? And uh, that's how we're basically there's, you know, no confirmed information, nothing official out there. Um, Everybody has heard a rumor without any official confirmation, as far as I know, that we are looking at the area around Atlanta. So the greater Atlanta metropolitan area um, for a location. And I believe the date has been confirmed. I had not I, heard that, but I had not heard that either. I would not. Okay, I've heard from. Don't, quite, don't, I've heard from quite a few people just, that it's just don't be, say it until it's yeah. for sure because we don't know for sure. Um, and also, 
I feel like location is going to influence a lot of what you want to see and yeah. what we want to do. But generally, we got quite a big response on this um, on this question. So, what do you guys want to see in FoamCon? Um, let's start at the, sort of the beginning. We assume that there is still going to be a FoamCon before End War, and perhaps part of FoamCon or parallel to FoamCon, there has been inferences and suggestions to some sort of competitive dart tournament. Uh, so. I personally want to see a competitive dart tournament as part of Endwar. I feel like Endwar has become the de facto gathering of our community as in general, and uh, just competitive nerf where everybody can have a reason to be there for more than just that event, get it going, have teams. You know, if there is time, that is going to be the tough thing is finding time in, yeah. through the course of events. So, so, I, I, me and Connor have set up for Ion Rush last year at Endwar, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun getting stuff set up, helping them you know, like measure stuff out. Ion Rush worked really well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And this is directed at UTK. I would love to help out in any way I could if there would be another Ion Rush-style competitive play during End War next year or FoamCon next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of like a tournament and stuff like that. I think the only like obstacles, because there's a lot going on. There's FoamCon, that, and also the training videos, which were very long. Yeah, the yeah. videos take so a I, lot of time. I wonder if there's a way that you can, like, I don't know. I feel like, so I yeah. loved the st- story building behind the training videos but at the same time i felt like they could have cut them down a lot they're very entertaining but i couldn't focus i, w- so, I would prefer if they were just bare bones safety like don't yeah. shoot people in the mm-hmm. face don't no 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 dead. like mission briefing video yeah the, oh, the, the safety would, video was hilarious and i never really, yeah and, but like and the basics honestly, you needed all that information in the safety video yeah i didn't go to a mission briefing so i wouldn't know all so right, well, you, you guys talking. weren't at yeah. you guys weren't at endwar 17 so the, the biggest thing i felt about the mission briefings was that this year felt a lot more disjointed and less cohesive of a storyline because you were, from the get-go, you were broken up into, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 different groups. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, in and, and I, I, I totally get they had to do it that way because of the numbers that were coming this year. And War 17 was such a success that they almost doubled their headcount. And so they, they couldn't physically get everybody into the briefing room at the same time but the way they did that was like you know to break everybody up into those small briefings you really lost a lot of the the cohesiveness of the storyline because you didn't know what was going on uh in the other briefing rooms until months later when they finally were able to post all of the, the videos um so i don't know if maybe you know do two or three single briefings in in the enti- in the big room and then right, the big and, then, and then break people out into the small groups for just that group's objective that way it's a more cohesive storyline mm-hmm. or what but i i definitely felt like it was um i i was less in the know less involved in immersed in the storyline that they had built Yep. Why Why did we do what we were doing? We got The story was always there, for sure. And I feel like because the mods are so in it in every moment that they know the story. Thank but, you, Drill Sergeant. Yes. That Drill was, Princess. Drill Princess was the best. Um, I know. Doesn't he want to be on it sometime? He does. Yeah. He, he and Sierra want to. So yeah, we, we should yeah. do that. I know. I, I would like it if the objectives were put out on maybe a Facebook page or something like that. Because I did end up doing, I think, Mission 4 with you guys. But I was late to it because I was driving someone back to the hotel. And because of that, I had literally no idea what we were doing. I still don't know what Mission 4 was. I just know it was something about like catching flying splat bugs or whatever they were. <laughs> that's pretty much all I knew. And that's still all I know. There's just 
no way of me knowing at that moment other than you had to use chopsticks to carry water balloons to buckets or something like that no that no, was, was mission three mission yeah, four see, i don't know if that's the like flying bugs thing they were they were drones or something that we had to shoot down yeah and if what? you shot it out so x shot had those those uh like yeah. bug helicopter yeah. things the ones you like yeah. stomp down and, they yep. fly. and so if you could shoot one out of the air then you got to take it into your hand and as long as you stayed alive with it it prevented that drone from carrying a uh, payload of bombs or fairy dust or whatever it was or something really okay it was some buff for zombies all right yep anyways but um backing it up a little bit so we, we diverged a bit oh, foamcon yeah. how do you guys feel what do you want to see different at foamcon next year so bigger space yeah, it grew its it outgrew yeah, its space. Yeah. They probably will need a bigger space. I would also love to see a more diverse portfolio of things going on. Like, you know, we have all of the vendors and it's a great opportunity to walk around and see all the vendors and interact with them. And they had uh Ion Rush going on outside last year, but it, it's supposed to be a convention, foam con convention. I would love to see some panels. I would love to see some discussions. I'd love to see some some events going on, you know, like I, I'd love if there was a panel talking about like group organization and leadership and recruiting and things like that. I would love to see some guest speakers come in. Like, you know, for instance, I'd love it if Mr. Nathan came in and talked about integrations, you know, kind of like what Drac does at uh, Dragon Con, where he goes and he talks about the use of nerf blasters in the cosplay community. I'd, I'd love to see some panels like that. Um, I'd like some competitions, you know, and, and they kind of did this a little bit in an, at FoamCon in 17 where um, it was Drac and I think um, Rob Lear uh, to see who could mod a Maverick the fastest. But I would love it if like you could pay so much, enter into this competition, and then you're handed a Strife, a flywheel cage, a set of motors, flywheels, and you see who can, you know, you get points for doing it the fastest, you get points for, you know, uh, getting as close to and staying under a certain FPS cap, you know, a competition where you could do something like that to see who can do the quickest and the best. I'd also like it, you know, if there was some sort of like, uh, mod, you know, like a, a, a judging contest, kind of like the merge masters that they always have, where you can prepare a blaster ahead of time, bring it with you and have it judged, enter it into a contest. Um, Those are all really good ideas. Yeah. I mean, as you're saying this, I'm like, I'm seeing the future. <laughs> sounds yeah. sounds you know, great. <laughs> as you're talking about this, I'm like, wow, that actually sounds like the format and the formula for an amazing convention. Every, and it's all the things that a normal convention might entail. Yeah. But I feel like our hobby, as the points that you're bringing up right now, they all fit our hobby extremely well and yeah. would make really interesting little diversions or additions to FoamCon to bring in everyone to be involved in some way. Right. And then the last thing I'd love to see would be like some sort of actual like program, you know, like a or a map or something that, you know, that has a list of all of the things going on, um, vendors that might have promos going on, where they're actually at. So, you know, you know you want to get to Containment Crew's uh, booth right away to get that limited edition flywheel cage where you can open up the map that you've gotten ahead of time and you know where to head. Um, you know, maybe it has a, a section where you can get autographs from your favorite YouTubers or whatever. And, you know, it's even a place where, you you know, you might be able to get uh, places to advertise and uh, bring in some revenue to help uh, offset the cost of FoamCon. I know I would, I would like to see a different type of location because while the I think it was a community center or something like that. It was. I I thought that was fine for the most part. I just I, the looks people were giving us from the gym made me uncomfortable. Yeah, and that so, might just be me. Yeah, but 
So 17, it was actually on site at the Athens campus yeah. in the uh, student union upstairs in the ballroom. And I feel like something like that would have been good. It, it, it We didn't have enough space to do it. Really? It, yeah. So we, we need even more space than we did this year. Yeah. Yep. I feel like this year the space-wise was just too small. Like for yeah, maybe I agree. 100 feet bigger. It needed a little bit of room to the side to have a little bit of food, yeah. to have a little like sit down. Oh, food. Um, Having vendors for food on site would be awesome. Not even a lot, but like a little bit. Could just have Bobo yeah. there like cooking hot dogs. <laughs> I'd pay for Bobo to make me a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably do it too. Bobo, send me a hot dog. I, I can't imagine it would be too hard to get a couple of food trucks to come in for the day. I They're going to make a crap ton of money yeah. if they do. It's the kind of thing a food truck would be, uh, you know. The thing that I worry about right now is I under I don't. So it seems like it's a it's a a secret about who is planning FoamCon and who is planning End War. I it's assume in, there is a FoamCon has always been Drax baby so, in this in, the, in this event. Where I was going with this is like the role that they that they're involved in each section of it. And I'm worried that Drac might have too much on his plate. And I hope that it's not too late if he decides to ask for help about planning these things because FoamCon, as it grows, FoamCon has the potential to be something much bigger, as you see, or at least incrementally bigger, but something that's gonna take a lot more work and a lot more effort to complete. But I don't know that he can do that by himself as well as take an increased role in the planning of Endwar if you know that's actually what's happening um i don't know where we would go to find updates on that kind of thing but i feel like it's all radio silence right now yeah and my concern is that it is too much for one person to do and too much secrecy and it might be too late before they ask for help um you know i just uh so i hope it's really good tom you applied to be a moderator in yes 18 yeah when did you put in that application do you remember around this time so community um involvement basically we asked for community questions from the uh the reddit forum we started talking about that and i believe mr nathan was or is it buff daddy oh we got buff daddy bobo commented on something too uh basically about volunteering to help like that yeah um and to get more mods and tom has a little insight into the moderator selection process buff daddy said more mods seriously people don't volunteer to help i don't think it's an issue that people don't volunteer to help i feel like it's an issue that experienced people don't volunteer qualified. to help. Yeah. Like I volunteered and He's I made it qualified. to like, I made it to one of the last rounds of interviews and it came down to the fact that I had literally no experience. Mm-hmm. And if I was able to make it like fairly far in the interview process with no experience, like yeah. I just feel like not a lot of people with experience applied. I feel like now I could probably do it because now I've got some experience moderating yeah, you've stuff. You've got six HVZs yeah, worth got, of uh, experience now. Yeah. Because I've we've had six Z13s. Yeah, Z13s. helped out with six Z13s, and I've helped out with other club events, and I run Discord. I run one of the pages. I run the Reddit. It's still a problem that it's kind of a thankless job, and you don't get to enjoy. The I, I'd be fine build. with that. I'd be yeah. fine with that. So I think that's what Buff Daddy's getting yeah. at. Buff Daddy's also coming from the moderator side, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Wow. Okay, saying that. Yeah. People don't volunteer to help. And Tom, to play yeah. devil's advocate, I honestly was glad that you did not get oh, selected. Oh, no, I am too. Because I, I, I honestly think that... Yeah, you would have screwed it up. Well, no, I not at all. I don't think that at all. But I would have been the wrench. It And we're being your first HVZ, yeah. you really should experience it from the players. No, side. I'm I'm kind of, I'm glad looking back that I didn't get a moderator. Because then I wouldn't have been able to run Rescue Squad, have as much fun as I did, make like become as good friends with people as I did. 
Like, it was a fun time there. I still talk to people that I'm Rescue Squad with. Yep. So do we want to hop into the questions? We're good with the phone call? Yeah, I guess we... I feel like I have nothing to add to that. I, I feel like Tim really just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. There. Yeah. I do have one more suggestion. I'm not sure whether it, it falls into foam counter or anywhere, So I guess I'll throw it out here as kind of a bridge. Um, but uh, I'd love to see some sort of bounty uh, system infrastructure. And I don't know if that's, hmm, you know, you could, you know, like if you go to Renaissance fair, you can uh, pay a couple of bucks to have the, um, the jailers go find your friend and throw them in jail. And so you go to FoamCon and you, you sign, you know, you, you get a, a, a mark at, at one of the booths and then you have to go find them and assassinate them. Or yeah. if or if that gets worked into the infrastructure of Endwar itself where you find a dossier and inside that dossier is the profile of one of the moderators and then it's your mission to secretly find them and assassinate them. But it, it'd be cool to imp- implement some sort of thing like that, like, you yeah. know, Hey, this moderator is secretly working for the zombie initiative. Go, uh, go take them out. That's kind of cool. It's a good idea. And if you successfully take them out, then they have some sort of special uh, sticker or bandana or reward or something. Yeah, actually, that's kind of a good idea too. Yeah. See, this is what you get. You're deep in this whole thing. Have you thought about being a moderator? No, I love. I, you, I, I love playing you too play. much. <laughs> I, 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 I moderate every Z13, so I. Uh, you know, if I'm going to end war, I'm going to play. All right. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Um, I, I think that on this topic, I, this <laughs> you're, you're sort of your response because you would be a perfect moderator for this type of event. Well, um, he's, he's single-handedly been running our Z13 events. Exactly. Well, not single-handedly. Well, you guys you, all help pitch in and help out. Yeah, too. but nowhere near to the extent that you have. Yeah, mm. but so you can play. Z13 is your love child. And what yes. what I wanna what yeah. I wanna lead that to is the fact that you having this event, but also us helping with the event so that you can play and swapping out moderation. I feel like for this to be a big event and to be successful in the future, a suggestion from us might be to have a rotating moderator plan, so that because I mean even I would volunteer to be a moderator if I could play. Um, I think my wife and I would be in, would be happy to be involved in some way as responsible adults in the whole event, but I don't want to miss out on the whole weekend of play. I feel like a, a moderator's schedule and responsibilities sort of list would be really nice so that you could allow the moderators to both be involved and to be out there so playing. So I, I think they did do that some at NWAR 18 because I know that there were moderators that did play some missions as humans, like our, our friend Cody Heron down from BG Undead. Mm-hmm. Um I know he was a moderator for some of the missions, but then he also was out there just playing as a human for some of the missions. Really? Okay. See, maybe that's just not advertised. Like, I don't know what it involves and what it entails, but I think that certainly if we could participate in some capacity, but not, uh, basically not ruin. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Sorry. Another comment just came in that, uh, is captain. No, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll we'll just about just it. know, Captain, that we just saw your message. Which which Captain? Yeah, you'll find out. Yeah. Um, Next but, time. But uh, the, um, the whole thing about the moderating, I think that especially from our community and from some of these other HVZ communities, um, I think we would help. We just need to know that we could still play. Yeah. You know, because we help each other out here, and we all play here. So... 
it's a system that works for us. And if we can help on the larger scale, maybe that's something we need to do. But um, whenever the whenever the open call for moderators comes out, you know, we just need to see what that entails. So mm-hmm. see if it fits with our plans. So but I, I guess there's yeah. a uh, there's a shout out to the current the staff that's already on board is make sure we understand what the commitments to moderating is and hit us up. Yep. Um, so we're gonna dive into questions. Well, let me let me hit, finish hitting the points that I had okay, written down here. I, I've already touched on some of it at, at various points, but um, I do think that there needs to be a better balance to the timing of the missions. Like um, they crammed all of the preach it sister, all of the storyline missions into day one. And then day two was almost, I, I think there was what mission four was day two. And then it was final stand yeah. because mission, because day two started so late in the day. I think it didn't start afternoon. Yeah. Oh no! I just remembered. I was there for one mission briefing for Final Stand. Yeah. So they won't let me play I, otherwise. I I felt like they crammed so much into day one that there just wasn't a good cadence to when the missions no, were happening. Like, and maybe I misremembered, but I thought they did a better job of that in in seventeen. And again, this may all it may all circle back to how they had to do things because of the uh, the head count that they I almost said body count <laughs> because of the head count they were getting. No body um, count. But it felt like. You know, it was hurry up and wait. Like, we got there so early Saturday morning, and then it, w- it was go, 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 go. And then Sunday we got there, and it was we were waiting for so long. And then there was I just it, I don't know. I, I didn't think that the the amount of missions per day were balanced very well. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of hinted on this when I was talking about the bounties, but I, I'd like to see improvements to the dossier hunting system in general. Maybe um, different types of dossiers where um, you can get a clue. You know, or, you know, you, you tag a special zombie and they give you a clue that you can go hunting for later or, or something. Maybe like different tiers of dossiers, like a level one is worth one ticket, two is worth like three tickets. Yeah, I, I, I've always, I, I've had a hard time ever hunting for dossiers because they're hidden so well. And, and, oh, they're and hidden I, really and well. I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a problem in and of itself, but to take the time to actually go hunt for dossiers, you're missing out on the, the, the main story and the content of the, and I, and well, that's why a lot of people hunted for dossiers when they weren't doing a mission. Saturday was so jam packed full of missions that yeah. you, if you wanted to spend any significant amount of time hunting for dossiers, you had to skip a mission. And, Which and did. I did not want to do that. I wanted to, you know, gather, you know, soak up as much of the storyline as I could. I, I am very much a storyline gamer, you know, like, uh, when I get a new video game that I'm really into, I never, play through it on a, a very hard setting because I want to go through it and get a, a, a very continuous um, storyline. You know, I basically look at it as interactive storytelling rather than trying to challenge myself as a gamer. Um, and and I, I guess I'm kind of, you know, looking for that experience as well with HVZ. No, you know that there was more in the dossiers than just the dossier ticket, right? Yeah, there there was like the... There were uh, the, like trading cards in them and yeah, there the were... stickers. Sti- and... Dude, the stickers were cool. No, the stickers and, were really and, cool. I, I guess that's part of my frustration is if I wanted to get some of that cool stuff, you'd have to sacrifice. Time I had, I had to set, yeah, missions. I had to sacrifice a mission, which I didn't want to do that either. Cause then I'm missing out on all that great content yeah. that the mission writers, you know, if I had chosen to go dossier hunting instead of mission one, which mission one is probably a good one to skip. If you're really, you know, looking to get dossiers cause you're getting out that first mission one, both years has been my absolute favorite mission. No. Was that was that the one we did? Was it Friday night? Or? So that's mission zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. Okay. Mission one was where we were with Drill Princess. Oh, was that really? No, we gotcha. didn't skip one. We that just was mission one. Yeah. yeah. 
That was yeah. the best mission. And, and mission we one. We were in the same. Were yeah, we all in the same we were all one together. for all of them? Did you do Not Drill it. Princess with us? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, mission one 2017 was when I was on Fear Squad with the SENC, and we went over across the street into the alleyways back there. Um, and that was an amazing mission. You know, so, you know, I, I guess I'm always just scared of missing out on yeah. what, you know, the mission that's going to be the the clutch mission that's going to be the best memory for me by going and, and wandering around hunting for dossiers. I guess why that's why me and my squad were more comfortable skipping out on it because we as a squad already agreed that we would put, you know, like saving saving lives, putting that in quotes is in just making sure people didn't turn as more of a priority than doing missions. So missing out on a mission to dossier hunt was easier for us to accept. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, I, I've always been the kid that's afraid he's going to miss out on something. So now I, thinking about this, one thing that I did find kind of annoying is, uh, was it mission three that you needed to find keys for? Yeah. It, we, we found one of those while we were out. We found one of those while we were out dossier hunting and the mods told us specifically that we were not allowed to mention it to anyone. So I've been to other HVZs where keys have been a, uh, a game mechanic. I actually, they used it at BG undead. It, it has to be moderated well. Yeah. You know, you have to understand how having keys spread across an area is going to, um, you know, interact with the amount of players that you have. Um, are they going to be able to find it easily? You know, that type of stuff. So, you know, it, it's all game mechanics. And, you know, luckily at Z13, we have the ability to trial and error things and tweak things as we go because we're going to be doing them again and war it was all or nothing either it worked yeah. or it didn't and and maybe the keys didn't quite work in that case next question we, we haven't actually started questions yet. yeah well, well no, let's, no we'll start let's questions. dig I into mean, that we or, i guess yeah, we've got quite a few so, so we got I'm, I'm sorry if i butchered people's names so these are usernames so they're weird. they're not meant to be said out loud we got suez 12 saying i hope to see myself playing this year i hope to see you playing too yep come i play. personally don't know who you are but I think everyone should have a chance to play at End War. We hope to see, you know, cool, interesting people who comment on our questions to come yeah. see play and say hi. Yeah. So it's a pretty easy one. N- next is the super user with the S's are fives. Yep. Uh, game mechanics that are straightforward, fun, no gimmicks or overcomplicated designs. I'm down for that. I I would like something that you can explain to anyone in under 30 seconds. It has to be simple for that many yeah. people. It, it can't be really complicated and expect that many people to get on board. And I, I think the idea behind NWAR was that the depth is there if you want it. The options are always there if you want it, hence the dossiers. Um, but I really think that where someone requ- where they require the game balance to be based on people focusing an objective or working on a particular aspect, I, it, it needs to be simple. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like maybe both options where it's like, hey, here's sure, the long yeah. version. And at the end, be like, all right. Here's how you play the game. This is the simplest of the bones of it like in 30 seconds. If if they're going to continue to break the players up into smaller groups, maybe they could give a complexity rating. Hey, this one you're going out and you're hunting zombies. That's it. You know, biggest headcount wins. Or this one has 32 steps and you have to do steps A, B, and C before you can move on to step C, D, you know, E, F, and G. Um you know, maybe that's something that they could consider. Yep. Good. That's good question. Yeah. Uh, a good I think one. we've covered that one. One from our boy Brett. Get Bobo to play every mission. I mean, I think that's really up to Bobo, and like, if he can stop getting betrayed. It's by not people. up to Bobo. He just doesn't know it yet. Do, yeah. Do, does Bobo have to wear a beret? 
I feel like that would, wear Bobo. that's the crossover episode where we're just waiting for Bobo to wear a costume and also wear a beret at the same time. Maybe honestly, Bobo can love, be Trumpet Man. I would love to have yeah. Bobo on yeah, here sometime. That, what would beret do to be Bobo, though? What's the crossover there? Um, get a beard and really long hair. <laughs> we can do that at and a costume store. Like, probably grow a bunch. That's Cause, hateful. Because Bobo's a fairly tall guy, from what I remember. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, and he still owes me a hot dog. But mm. then we got one from our boy Eric here saying, <laughs> hoping to record podcast from End War DDT going mobile. Yeah. I Tell think feel. Oh, that's happening. I'm down. Now, do we get a. Do we want to be a part of FoamCon and have a booth? Or I mean, I know I am. I'd be down for that. Right. I'd, I'd be down for renting a. Uh, Oh. A minibus and recording on the way down. <laughs> I was going to say, um, because space might become a concern, I think it would be awesome since there were shared booths last year. Might make sense. Because I know that my goal, I don't know how it's all going to shake out. Assuming it does shake out the same way, it's going to be a blaster shot booth. But maybe we could do sort of a shared table with uh, put the Detroit Dart Talk crew and the blaster shop together in one place. Yeah. Might be a good sort of hangout. If, if there's a way to coordinate where our tables are. Yeah, it depending right on the space because you'll probably need a full table for your stuff and probably yeah we can well, hang. But we Detroit Dart Talk probably only needs a little section of that. Now f- for me, I yeah. I wouldn't want merch because I I, I don't want to miss. War, I, I spent end war running around like me and yeah. Connor spent all of end war running around doing stuff. Uh, and if yeah. they implement any of my yeah. ideas, yeah, that would be, make it even more like it would be like really I would cool like to enjoy FoamCon, mm-hmm. but I th- also think it'd be kind of cool to see what the perspective is like. If they did the panel thing like Tim was talking about, it would be super cool to have like a room where we could just record a podcast with some guests and then take questions from the audience and film it just like they do for actual conventions. That would be really cool. I'm honestly really hoping to record an episode kind of like Jang did with uh, Grihas. Yes. And, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that'll oh, happen. I am too. Tayback. I think we'll probably I, have I a few think, episodes. I think I've talked to Jang about that. Okay. I think I've talked to a few people about it. Honestly, I don't remember who I've talked to. I think it would be point. nice if we could do that and then guarantee like a street date for certain topics so that we could make them fresh where we talk about projects and the works and things like that. Yeah. And I, I am pretty sure if we do end up having a table, we have to be down there the night before because I'm pretty sure Grihas had to be down there Thursday night. Oh, yeah, to get like a whole vendors. But right. they paid, they gave them food. Hmm. Still, you know, Drac, I don't know if you listen to this, but uh, it doesn't have to be free, but it is really appreciated that it is free. Um, to take care of all that, I don't. I cannot imagine how expensive. I, yeah, I'm surprised that is. There's no like entrance fee. Yeah, I think like a ten dollar. I wouldn't fee even per care person. if it was twenty. Like, yeah, it, like it would make a huge difference. Would be able on their end. I know. Put so much money mm-hmm. back into the community. What was I going to say? Oh, I think people would be happy to so pay or not. I mean, like, okay with paying. Yeah, this was this was what my thing. idea was for a little like bit. yeah the podcast having a podcast while we're down there. Like maybe having you know, like a few people over. Like just hanging out, like Jang. I think, I think I talked to Foam Blast, and they said they'd be down for it. Like I know last time they had a bunch of people over to their place, but doing like five minute interviews, we're just like, okay, Jang, come into the room. Mm-hmm. Bah, bah, bah. Five minutes done. Get that, out, that's Bobo. Probably what's the way up? To do it. Yeah. I feel like that'd be fun. Like I think we should. Really if we do interviews. the Airbnb thing, we should probably host yeah. like and a, if they a little little doing, gathering a party. Yes. Have a mixer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we should absolutely have a party. Oh, some pizzas and. Uh, so I think I think we've covered everything that you brought up in your comment. Next is from Lightning Eagle fourteen. He wants half darts, half darts, eh, half lengths to be legal, please. At end war as well as marshmallows. Uh, 
I, I don't see marshmallows. I can't, I can't I, get behind marshmallows. Hot because, melty marshmallows. Yeah, and, and then that's all in my blast. The the campus grounds have to clean that up yeah. afterwards, and it doesn't leave. You know, it, it's hard to clean up, and it leaves the campus unpretty. I I completely understand why marshmallows are banned. To I, quote Archer, do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Yep. Yeah. Very, very true. Archer. I just uh, I I don't. There's a, a stigma behind halflings because they're typically used in higher FPSs. And I don't understand it anymore. Well, the whole thing was that they didn't want, as I understand, they didn't want people p- picking it up and putting it in a blaster that was designed for full-length darts and then causing a jam or something it's, along those lines. It's no different than picking up a rival round and putting it in a mega blaster. I agree. <laughs> that, that, I'm going to do it. That kind of works, doesn't it? Actually, Connor's going to run rivals out of his lightning bow. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going mega stock lightning bow. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But oh. you're going to pick up rival rounds and put it in there. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we have anything that like looks like a rival round might be able to fit into it. My uh, customers will jam them in there. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the, what is it, the new um, X-Shot Blaster, the... Uh, the Vigilante. The Vigilante. Uh, so one of my Vigilantes is just, the barrel is just stuffed with rival rounds. <laughs> nice. Yes. Just, <laughs> I mean, nice. I had to take it off because people I like, oh. never. I, I was like, oh, to disappoint I forgot me. people do that. <laughs> forgot people don't know how to do things. <laughs> uh, that's so rough. But yeah, so half lengths. I think we're all on board here. Or if we're not, they're not saying anything because they're too embarrassed. Yeah. To speak out. Lightning Eagle also says he hopes his primary doesn't suck. I hope it doesn't so do either. We. I hope no one's primary is awful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope that you don't think I've seen what your primary. I hope be, that but. you use switch plates and high quality motors and uh, you know high quality wiring, and that you have no issues with your build. But you also bring a backup just in case you do. Oh, man, I'm gonna go on a rant about how build your blaster right once. Take your time. Take care. Make sure all your wires are tidy and out of the way of any moving components secured. Make sure your switches are well soldered. Make sure they're secured down. Just Take the extra time to make sure it's all solid, and the basic DC motor blaster can be very reliable. It's just the problem is when people, you know, find other ways around it, around doing a solid build, you get problems. I don't know. Now, I don't know what your primary is, but feel free to, like, send us a picture of it. I always love seeing what people are working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so please do, people, actually. That would be really cool. Stuff. I love it. Anyone, anyone feel free to send us pictures of what you're working on. I love seeing what other people are doing. Yeah, Especially if sure. it's fun. And Not as so much of it's janky, but mostly fun. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really janky stuff makes me cringe. In the end, it doesn't matter it what does. blaster you run as long as you have fun yeah. doing it. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, that's the point of Nerf. We're grown, we're grown adults playing with children's toys. Oh, most man. of us, not all of us. Some well, of our children playing with children's toys. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Buff Daddy's a, a perfect example of yeah, it doesn't matter what, what blaster you run. Yeah, shout out Buff Daddy. Some pretty cool, like ridiculous is. loadouts you're doing. Yeah, and you've only ever seen Buff Daddy when he came up here to Z3. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever seen him. He's a pretty fun guy. I've talked to him a few times. I've been to at least two or three HVZs he's been at and not only is he out there having fun with crazy loadouts you know that you would never think to run yourself but he does an amazing job on the field doing it and he's always one of the last guys standing yeah i mean good for him good attitude but i'm just saying he's a perfect example of you don't have to have the best blaster on the field you don't have to have the the 700 fdl to be the best person on the field you just as long as you're having fun you're doing it right and i'm i'm still i'm going to tell you guys and let you all our listeners in on a little secret here i'm not sure how serious connor is about this lightning bow i'm very serious i had a lot of fun the other night for dart ops and i feel like i feel like connor just goes I tagged with the some flow. people 
Considering we convinced him to go to End War like what the week before or something. So, uh, it was a last minute decision. Yeah, I know that. yeah. Because uh, at the time I didn't really have staff to like run the place. It was very like, like it was very like last yeah, minute no, when he, I had he still like, staff. Yeah. What's that? Connor still doesn't like us. Oh, I hate you guys. This yeah. is all just for Detroit building Dark the brand. Build the brand. <laughs> Hashtag Detroit Dark Club. Hashtag Detroit Dark Club. Detroit Dark Club. Um, no, I'm I'm very serious about the lightning bow. We'll have Detroit Dark Talk is over for our drama channel that we're starting up. Yeah. Watch out for that, guys. <laughs> we're going to discuss all the drama. That's a funny one. All right. What else we got on the list uh, here? Gen 37 wants less search missions. I'm fine with that. I. It did eh. seem like they were running us yeah. all over campus for the sole purpose of getting us to walk. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fit human being. At least I think I am. And I didn't enjoy that at all. I actually ended up sitting one of the missions out because I was so, I I had to take a mission up for, for personal health. Yeah, you know, just to recoup. Yeah, I had ambitious goals to do every single mission, but that last day morning mission, but only because I got turned. If I didn't get turned, I would have done that mission. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, eh. The I'm being turned was bit. totally worth it. Yeah, I know. I know. It was buddy, worth it. My buddy yeah. that came with was, me ended fun. up sitting yeah. out that mission just because. Sitting out, I think that was mission four in the morning. I might be yeah. a little disappointed if I make it to final stand with the lightning bow. I'd be like, I with the goal of kind of trying to get tagged yeah. out. Tagged well, out. you're using, yeah. I, I feel like your biggest issue is going to be reload time. Oh, no, man. Well, I, I've you, been practicing. You have a handful of them all facing outwards. This is what he does when we're not. I need to get like a big pouch for my belly. Yeah. Well, it's oh, also like, a team pouch. You, you, you got to, you know. Part of your loadout at that point is who's around you, yeah, and you know relying on them to cover you while you're putting. I'm going to be front in. lines. I'm going to call you dead weight. That's going to be your nickname. I thought you meant carry, not covering. <laughs> dead weight. <laughs> I'm going to call you. Stay away from Connor. <laughs> Keep your distance. All right, Connor. There's a bunch of zombies down there. Go Everyone get, get behind me, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Connor, I feel like you are the equivalent of Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Wasn't that Sam who did that at uh, Tom, at the uh, Detroit Dart League night? Who? Who's yeah, Sam? he did. No, or was it uh, Pete Fuzzy Pete? Uh, I thought it was Sam. Because somebody, he... somebody, I thought somebody yelled yelled Leroy Jenkins and made a run for it. I wouldn't. Be I know they did. Isn't so, Sam did. ran we'll, into the wall. We'll figure that out. I don't remember. Anyways. Yeah. On to our next comment. We are buff daddies. We already went over because it's more mods. Uh, Dead Eye Spider. I just want it to be slightly more worth the trip. Drive is harder to justify. Um, that's fair. I can see how some people making you know, like several day trip mm-hmm. coming to end war. I can see where they might be underwhelmed, but this is going to be a big take part of a lot of people's year. Yeah, take yeah. it with like a grain of salt. This is, like, it's this it's is a lot of effort and a lot of work to put on. It's definitely going to be my big event for the year, but I mean... It, on the flip side of that same coin, it, there were people flying in all the way from California for this event. It, the, hell, I Foam Dark Thunder was there from Scotland. Yeah. So, yeah. but different, different livelihoods, different salaries. I think yeah. right. But it just I think with something like that, it's it's as much fun as you make it. If you go and thinking it's like, I just traveled three days for this, or it's be like I just traveled three days for this. This is so I'm much. I'm gonna tell fun. you if it's near Atlanta. And you feel like you're not having a good time playing Nerf. Go They've got a sweet aquarium. They've got a sweet theme park. They've got, I don't know, the city with yeah. all kinds of cultural That's things to see. True. So it is a lot more of a destination event. And so, by the way, everybody who's who's listening, if you have 
a husband, a wife, kids, you want to make some sort of event out of this and you need to justify it somehow. Send them to Atlanta. It's going to be in the vicinity of Atlanta in such a way that you could get a hotel nearby, an Airbnb nearby, and you, they can go and enjoy themselves with an entire week in Atlanta. There's plenty of amazing things to do. Zoos, theme parks, hotel. you know, there's the big, uh, if you guys are into the Olympics, the big Olympic park is still part of the city. All kinds of things. Coca-Cola factory is pretty cool. The aquarium is right next to it. They sell package deals. Get the package deal, you know. Man, just text Eric. We'll, yeah, we'll Eric throw the number guy. around at the well, end yeah. of this video. Eric, and Eric's I, yeah. pretty traveled. You travel for your job, so you're pretty traveled. I travel all over the world, yeah. yeah. The country yeah. and the world, yeah. yeah. Sounds nice. So. I want that. So we've got we've got I, one more comment before we so go just, just, I, I apologize. Just to, to recap back, I, I don't want to take a... Is it Deadeye? Yeah, I don't want to take away from his statement. I just, to put it in perspective, there are people traveling um, from halfway across the world to this event, um, and a lot of it comes down to what you make of it. I I hope the trip is justified for you. I hope you can justify mm-hmm. making the trip, that you have enough fun where it's worth it for you. Yeah, Mr. Spider. I, I don't know how far you're traveling. In fact, it might even be better if you go down there for the something you want to do that's not Nerf and happen yeah. to have a Nerf event breakout yeah. nearby. I just hope I just hope it justifies just in case. Doing. I hope it has for, enough fun where it justifies it. For I'm all excited. Of, this is going to be yeah. fun. For yeah. all of my critiques from End War 18, I still had an amazing time and wouldn't oh, trade it for anything. It, it was the highlight it. of my year. Yeah, it was so much fun. It yeah. was the community, the people who put it on. Just like finding out that I a new it. thing exists, too. Yeah. It's like this I was whole, blown away. I was blown away. Crazy. And uh, one of the last comments that we have a username for, we got one from Captain Slug, and he's excited for more people giving him money. <laughs> I got a printer, Slug, so you're not getting any of my money anymore, hey. except for an Esper, probably. Hey, Captain, um, why don't you bring us a new baby to shoot? Because we certainly killed the last one with how much it got shot. That was really morbid and oh, a really terrible thing that you <laughs> had to shoot baby. your baby. Okay. So I feel like child services should have shown up on your doorstep by now if it hasn't already. So um, let's see what you got coming for us this year. All right, all right. So like, if you let, want my is money. Is there a background story on If you want my let, money, yeah, I will let, buy a baby raptor Jesus from <laughs> let's you. Let's give some context. Yeah. No, no. Before no, we just I want, talk about I'd rather, context. I'd rather not. I want no context for this. No, because now you got child protective services actually showing up on his doorstep um, congrats they yeah they look it up baby, in the phone book um, captain uh underscore slug yeah, yes they'll know who he is where at he is. one two three four idgaf a uh, uh lane <laughs> yeah right. what's but, the quick t- context though i want to know he had oh, oh <laughs> i don't know he okay. had a uh, baby doll with like a raptor head on it or something that yeah. he was using as a target for caliburns that's pretty he had a sign on said shoot my baby yeah okay mm-hmm. so like that when i go. say i don't want to spend i'm not spending my money on it anymore i've you make great products you innovate so much in the community. Like, hey, he gave me free stuff. Yeah, he's. He oh gave, yeah, he gave me free stuff because I've got a V1 and he just doesn't sell any parts well, for it anymore. You cool. I am. No, he gave me like uh, he made one of those uh, those tools. <laughs> they they make he he made these 3D printed nutsert um, anti rotation thingy things you're supposed yeah. to put on the front of your blaster. And you could tell he needed to change the color of his filament from black to orange. And so he just printed one of these things, and it's like black on the bottom and yeah. like through, and then it <laughs> becomes orange. Oh, mine's orange all the way through. Yeah, no, he gave me one that's mostly like got a big old black like bottom half to it, which I understand because when you're tra- when you're changing, especially with PETG on me, when you're going from black to another color, the black takes a long time to get out. It's more efficient to print a throwaway part than it is to actually use the fil- like do the filament change. You know why process. you got the throwaway part, right? You printed your own. If you had bought it from him, he would have given you a nice one. Hey, guess what? It's free. Did buy it from him. It's free. 
I bought the printed parts from him before Negative I had the printer. Money. Oh, did you? I did. I take my statement Negative back. Money. I yep. apologize. He's I giving gave, away. I just didn't know. What I gave it was. him. I gave him my full money, and that's how he treated me. <laughs> why are you doing like that? I still love you, Slug. Why yeah, you no, Slug, do, why Slug, you, you do me like that? Stuff. Now, the person who commented this this post has since been removed from Reddit. Oh yeah, Bobo there's, actually commented on it and did a pretty good job. There, there's still a few valid points to talk yeah, to here. He. Yeah. This person wants a 150 FPS cap minimum, not a maximum, saying that the minimum blast you can bring is 150. Uh, I, oh, no. no that's way. that's unreasonable. We've got people bringing stock blasters. Yeah, Connor can't run his lightning bow then. Yeah, you're asking people I mean, people the way to, I work my lightning bow, it's yeah. like 200 right there. Yeah. You're I'd asking people right. to I, put in uh, more money. A minimum, that's event. ridiculous. Are, are, are you sure he wasn't saying that he wants at least 150 FPS cap? Uh, I, so saved, I don't know the I saved the yeah. comment. I'll read it. Just Either way, I think 130 is fine. Would 150 be great? It'd be pretty neat. But 130, there's nothing wrong with it. I think 150 isn't that far off of 130 that it would still be within acceptable safety limits. I, I just don't see a reason why 130 is but bad. I, we've, okay, so um, his exact wording was 150 FPS cap cap minimum. So okay. he would he okay. would be better, he would be more in favor of a cap 150 or higher. Yeah. Um, quote, lazy speed these days. The, well, you're one, the 150, if your Foxfire was shooting 150 yeah, the other yeah. night, mm-hmm. and it, I can see that being like a good yeah. limit. Yeah, but fine. Like it, it dinged up your head. Like 150, start, it, it starts to do a little bit. Of That's it. because it's it stung. Yeah, it, yeah. it starts to hurt a little more. And I feel like HVZ, when you're a zombie running at a horde of like 50 people with like 130 FPS blasters, if you get that much higher, it's going to start to hurt a little more. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the, here's the it's other the thing. the headshots that really suck. Yeah. Not saying me in particular. Yeah. We're discussing what we want to see for End War 19. As a community, we have two End Wars under our belts already where yeah. we've gone at it with 130 FPS caps. So, I mean, there are people out there that are bringing the same blasters they've used for both times. Yeah. You up to 150, they now feel obligated to have to rip their build apart or build something I new. I just wish they wouldn't, though, because 130 is a respectable number that it you is. can do think? work with this is the first time i've seen someone have an issue with the 130 fps cap we run 130 for z13 yeah it's and most most quarters. hvz's are either 120 or 130 and so I, it's just a pretty uniform FPS. then maybe it brings point. up more problems bgm dead yeah, it does. youngstown it athens they all use 130 i, I mean honestly don't let kids go <laughs> honestly most of the the end war rules are taken from Youngstown and Athens. Yeah. Personal HVZ rule sets. So I, I don't have an issue with 130. I think it's uniform enough and has been used enough where we should just keep it. Because if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. If it sounds like if it's causing more problems thinking about 150, then I would vote no then. Mm-hmm. His next comment was essentially treat Still zombies fun, as players and people. Yeah. I didn't. So, the only well, time I've seen people like dehumanize zombies is purely in like a fun way in air in quotes because it's just like it's wasn't he going fun. on more about uh treating the zombies give, oh, giving yeah, giving like zombies the same type of play experience as humans meaning give the zombies objectives and and give them the same level of gameplay as humans and, and i don't agree with that like if you're well the entire point is if humans and zombies were so similar there's no point in like caring if you're a human or a zombie I, I I understand where he's coming from. You want the quote directly? Sure. No. So you're going to get it. Um, <laughs> basically, it's treat zombies as players and as people. I think it's a very fair point. 
and fight anti-zombie toxicity from the admin design level if possible. That's where he gets into his point. And he's basically saying they should have objectives other than just kill. And see, that's that's my problem with that statement is they did have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the mission Agreed. I started as a zombie in 2017, we had to go around uh, West Green and collect the different parts of the Black Knight to assemble. Um, you know, in 18, the, it was a reverse escort mission where the zombies were the ones doing the escorting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do build objectives into the zombie. I have to wonder if this person has been to End War. Yeah, I don't know. But um, your point is fair. And also, again, with the whole, it's hard to understand the whole experience and what's going on at all times. This is a situation where it's difficult to know <laughs> what people have seen. And what are you doing? Don't, don't what? Uh, check timestamp on that one. No, that's nah, fine. That's fine. Okay. T- a video went Sorry. off on Tim's phone. He's not focused. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> again! <laughs> oh my gosh, there's some hoo ha's going on over there. <laughs> Tim, just put your phone down. Put those hoo-hahs away, Tim. We got, a re- we got a response on Instagram. I was trying to read it. We did? I'll, I'll, oh. read I'll read it. Why were there hoo-hahs and jiggly bits? I think I clicked on the Instagram TV. I don't know. So I feel like we covered treat zombies as players, as people and players. Unkillable zombies. Basically, this person disagrees with the unkillable zombies. Basically, that means tanks, which is... And I don't know what else we ran into. Um, Mission-specific zombies. So I don't have an issue with the unkillable zombies as long as they're moderated properly. And and throwback to the episode where I talked about my experience at the uh, Youngstown Survivalational. Unkillable zombies are a great tool for the moderators as long as the moderator playing them controls the NPC properly. You know, tanks are very good at controlling sock ninjas because otherwise sock ninjas will run rampant and take out the regular zombies. Um, They're a tool designed to herd and get your players to the right objectives. Um, A tank that runs rampant and just takes his three steps, swipes and tags a human, takes another three steps, tags and swipes a human if they're not controlling themselves then yeah that's broken but that's on the moderator not on the mechanic um so i i I think that falls to the the moderation staff to use them properly and make sure that the person doing that npc the tank or the witch or the the weeping angel that they understand what their purpose there is and that they're not put on the field solely to get as many people out as possible. I understand his point, though. I think that the problem is there are people who don't understand it, and that's the nature of how many of these particular NPCs you need in an event. Of so, this size, yeah. Yeah, of this size, and not everybody's on board no, with I, the plan. I appreciate that, and so, it, that mm-hmm. again, I, I think that falls to the moderators to yeah. figure out a way to m- ensure that they are... Uh, controlled and and implemented properly the only issue i ever had with a uh, unkillable was just a tank who got a little bit overzealous and started you know like charging people it's just like no you're supposed to walk slowly Mm -hmm. and just when he'd get shot wouldn't count out he would just stand there and then start moving so it just put more responsibility on humans Mm -hmm. and we were already pretty disorganized but it just was unnecessary because he had specific rules he was meant to follow and didn't 
But yeah, I understand the invincible, the invincible, the dislike for the invincible zombies. I totally get it. Um, at the same time, usually when we saw them, they were by themselves or with a group of uh, a group of a few others, at least at the beginning. And so I don't know how you'd kill them. The only thing I could imagine is so if you have ten fingers, like you have ten fingers, and you start every time you get hit, you count one, two, or like a rocket counts as one. Like ten rockets takes out a zombie or something like that. And you put your fingers out one, two. And then you're complicating the rules. Yeah, exactly. So it makes it even more complicated. And so the idea towards complication, I can see getting rid of them. But I think just having them as standard rules as part of the game, I think we're personally in agreement that they're fine as they are. Yeah. Um, appreciate the comment, appreciate the feedback. It's one of those things might be interesting to hear more about why you think that, but, um, you know, or at least in the concept of your HVZ matches, but, um, you know, a respectful conversation, if that does emerge and is something that, uh, is, that can happen without any jabs or, uh, yeah. Anyways, but that kind of thing, if that's a, a comment that you'd like to leave, uh, to further explain it, we can do that and we can deal with it. So was that right. everything? Yeah, that's everything. That's awesome. all I got. Well, this is a really good, it's really talk long. I hope that so, uh, I hope that this session makes it into the ears of of somebody who might be able to make use of some of the discussion. Yes, we'll see. I don't know. I don't. We don't personally know any of those people. We haven't had any of them on yet. So, um, but it's something that would be nice to do in the future for sure. Okay, do we want to move into shoutouts? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, who wants to go? Me. Do you have one? Uh, yeah. Shout out to FDL Jackie for saying she'll send me stickers. Hashtag free stuff. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yes. You're a dirty I'm getting free beep. stuff now. This is what I wanted. You're a dirty beep. I like stickers. Send You're a merch mooch. I mean, I, I have an you. FDL sticker that I haven't done anything with. Shh. Don't tell her that. Uh, Jackie, don't give it to him. Give me a sticker. Yeah. She hasn't I'll buy it. Yeah, she Jackie. Has a don't give it to him. Jackie, <laughs> what, if, what if I buy? it be in the mail. Okay, Jackie, Jackie teach here. me how to hydro dip. I'll pay $405 for a sticker if you send an FDL with it. You are going to get one? I'm planning on it. Good. It just It's a matter of when I get money for it. Tim's going to kill you. Why? Mac already got one. He, yeah, Mac, what? Mac did, yeah. Okay, this, we'll talk about this off screen. Yeah. Shout outs. Jackie, thank you for sending me a sticker. Don't listen to Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, that's cool. Uh, Jack, you just teach me how to hydro dip better because oh, yes, uh, honestly, yes, I want to learn. To there are things I would love to talk to you about, but eh, yeah, yeah. Next session, let's go. I want to shout out one of our listeners, and that's Lance Curley. Um, you know, I mentioned that I had got my hands on a, a, a Speedload Six, and I posted that to Nerf Modders Welcome to see if there was any, you know, little known mods out there. And um, you know, he commented, and we we ended up striking up a conversation on Facebook Messenger and, and chatted for quite a while, and. Uh, I didn't realize he was a listener right at first, but he obviously knew who I was because he, he commented to talk about it on the podcast, you know, the, the mod we were talking about. Um, so shout out to you, man. Thanks for uh, identifying yourself, and thanks for listening. Right on. Just going to shout out to the local uh, Detroit community, and everybody's super cool, and I just want to say thank you for everybody who uh, you know gives free stuff like Tom. Yes. Hashtag free stuff. <laughs> I also want to shout out uh, Brandon, how do you say Brandon's last name? Garza? Garza. Garza. Yeah, Garza. Uh, who was uh, recently promoted in the SDNC Ooh, yeah, to let's moderator yeah, that's status. That's right. Give him a little Are round you, of applause. Are you a shout yeah. out for this? What? Because now me and him are both running competitive. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we brought uh, Brandon on as a moderator to help Tom with the competitive league. Yeah. Um, because I, I think well, that, helps always helps always nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys need to do it. Brandon needs to do it, and uh, yeah, you, I mean we've got everything set up at this point. I just need to yes, get the do. waivers all put together yes, and do. talk to TK about the uh, ranking system. 
because yeah. I still don't get that. But Good. so, also yeah. shout out to Eric for uh, selling me a scar barrel. Finally, <laughs> I've only been yeah. asking for like six months. Oh man! No, like nothing on you. I'm just happy that I have one now. I know. It's just tough. Yeah. The real world of production. You guys know if you're out there listening and you're doing production right now in your shop. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, if you want a good product, sometimes it takes a little, uh, yeah. a little. Re, you, know, you have to do it over and over again until you find exactly the right way to do it. No, and, I was more than happy to guinea pig it. Yeah. And when you see the the 3D printed horizontal curved slot on the scar barrel and you behold it and you're going to weep out there, all you 3D printer people, you're going to say, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. No, it's pretty nice. When you see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Connor, what's your shout out? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, something funny there? It's just I'm being stupid. You know what? Uh, I want to shout out Sam for hosting the last uh, event we had here. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been a while since I've played like a full time session, Uh, so that that was good. And uh, yeah, I think that's it actually. All right, guys, great. Uh, Thanks for being on here and uh, joining each and every one of us every week and getting your listens in here. I took a look at the uh, little bit of the statistics today, and it seems that we are doing a good job with keeping some uh, listeners out there. We don't have any sponsors or anything like that as much as Tom might want them. And uh, (laughs) just happy with a free sticker. We're just happy that you guys are listening to it and we're getting the listens up and um, that we're continuing to grow and uh, keep engaged on our uh, Snapchat. We don't have have any of that. On our Instagram, whatever the kids are doing these days. And <laughs> just kidding. Huffing paint. Huffing paint hey. and smoking cigarettes behind the dumpster. It's vaping. God, 2018. Wear your side bill, your hat sideways. Anyways, but uh, we appreciate all the listens that Yeet. you guys I was give just going to say. <laughs> God, I feel Connor, so young. What's that? Just say it. Just say what? Just wait, just wait <laughs> But hey, everybody, don't forget to follow us on Instagram because we are posting regular pictures of projects and behind-the-scenes content. Connor's been playing with his uh, Osmo over here, and there have been some pictures posted during this episode. So uh, leave us some comments on those pictures. Leave us some feedback and a five-star review. And for Tim, Tom, and Eric, this is Connor saying... (laughs) Oh, I'm saying. All right. Later. (laughs) Yeet! Oh, yeet. Yeet. (laughs) I like three things. Now we cut it. Cut it.